Anyone who's ever experienced a mental health challenge knows all too well just how dark and how lonely a journey that can be. But you know, just like any journey, the road can actually get you to a better place. Of course, along the way, you will hit the occasional bump in the road. Hi there, I'm John Milky, the Milkman from BlastTheRadio.com, and welcome to Bumps in the Road a podcast I'm doing from inside a 28-foot RV gifted to me by my radio audience who believed in this project from day one. I'm traveling to community events and live and location broadcasts across Canada and soon the USA. So keep listening for details on where we're headed next. And if we're coming your way, I'd love to invite you into the BTRV for mental health so that we can hear about your journey and how you're still going strong despite hitting a few bumps in the road. So come on in. Let's have a conversation. The podcast is called Bumps in the Road because, well, every now and then we all hit a little bump in the road and it ties in nicely to the fact that we are in the BTRV for mental health. It is an RV that in and of itself has quite the story. It was sitting in a field, abandoned, broken down, vandalized. It was in bad, bad shape. And it's been given a second chance at life. And I kind of like the irony of that. So... Um, thank you to all who have made the BTRV happen. I want to introduce you to Alan, who is someone I am um, familiar with. He does a show on my radio station. I've only had very brief conversations with Alan, but I know that you deal with unbelievable anxiety. Very much so. Very much so. Depression, uh, PTSD, uh, a disability that's invisible. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. Because... Outwardly, you're a tall, good-looking guy, athletic build, you know, and, and I know you've got a family at home, etc., and you've got, you know, so much going for you. And I, okay, so let's just, you know, the elephant in the room. I'm sure people say this to you all the time. What the hell have you got to be depressed about? I'm missing purpose. Uh, many years ago, I was a bus driver, and uh, back in 2019, I was on a in a head-on crash. I wasn't moving, but this family was. Uh, and they went uh, probably about 60, 70 kilometers an hour into the front of my bus. And, uh, and you were just sitting I in was the just, bus? Yeah, I was driving the bus and I just was sitting at uh, Bayview Station uh, and then just started to leave. And then this car lost control, uh, smoked me, and then it was a entire family on the way to the mosque. And it was like a clown car, like them keep pulling people out and I bring them on my bus and then... I was like, okay, seems like everybody's okay. I'm just, you know, the car is smoking. I'm just going to pull them out. Right. And then they get to the kids. And it's a t two two-year-olds in the back. And one of them, I guess the uh, seat wasn't latched properly and came out of the vehicle, blood pouring out of his head. And it just completely uh, uh, shattered me. Were you a father at the time? I was. I've kid, got three kid, kids. Kids around the same age? Uh, no, it was uh, 2019. Uh no, actually, it was 2017, I think. Yeah, it okay. was 2017. So my youngest was five, I guess. But regardless, I mean, absolutely relatable. Did did you see your kids in that, or was that just a human moment where you just saw somebody's kids and it was just... It was a human moment. Much. And it was like time stopped. It felt like half an hour for uh, medical to arrive. And then while I was, they pulled the kids on the bus and started working on them. I'm sitting outside with the dad who's screaming, uh, trying to comfort, comfort him. And uh, the 
paramedics are just sort of walking by and I'm like, listen, this guy's injured. He had the uh, airbags deploying his legs. So, you know, uh, after that was sort of cleaned up, uh, we, uh, I drove the bus back to the barn and I'm like, okay. Wait, you, you have to drive the bus back after that? They don't come and get the bus and, and like take you home or anything like that? No, uh, they said, can you, you know, get this back to the barn? I'm like, e- okay. So I basically, uh, my bike rack was pushed in and my windshield wiper was damaged. Like it was the 60 foot, uh, accordion ones. So they uh, can take a pretty good hit. I can't get over that, 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 that actually happened that you're involved in such an awful thing and, and, and there's nothing in place. Please tell me there's something in place now. That if that happens, that the bus driver is not responsible for getting the bus back to the station, etc. They asked if I could do it in the time I was uh, okay. in, in a right. state of uh, dissociation or adrenaline. Shock, really? Yeah, shock. Like I was you can do completely anything shock. that moment. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I basically drove the bus back to the garage and then went home for the night. And I actually went to work the next day, if you can believe it. Wow. And then that evening, I had a conversation with my mom, and I completely exploded. And I threw my... You, you, like, you can't actually uh, hang up phones like you used to back in the day. <laughs> you know, you, you push the off button on your horrible phone. And it doesn't it's like, have the same impact. Yeah, so I just whipped it across the room, and then I just was like, oh my God, what's happening to me? No kidding. And I uh, immediately uh, got into... Uh, employee assistance program and they sort of got me linked up uh, to a psychologist well that's good and you know I you know did the courses did the steps and you know I was on the road to recovery and then 2019 I served a lawsuit on that accident oh oh my god so they uh, out of everywhere all the you know the the images coming back, the kids screaming, the crash, uh, absolutely everything came flooding back, and I was like, uh, I developed uh, vertigo, and then PTSD, anxiety, uh, depression. Can we back it up to before this awful moment where you had the crash? Had you ever had any mental health concerns at all prior prior to that? Yes, I. Uh, I guess when I was about uh, 12, I tried to kill myself. I was a victim of being bullied, uh, being tall, skinny. Uh, and I started this conversation <laughs> by saying you're a tall, really good-looking, athletic-built guy. Yeah, <laughs> like basically uh, just... Little do you know, right? That No, I was wow. tor- tormented as a kid. I had no friends. I had uh, speech impediment. I still kind of do. Uh, I walked funny. I had weak ankles. I had the funny shoes. I took uh, English second language when I was... English is my primary. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, I was bullied as a kid. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of uh, anxiety with people. And then at uh, you know, 15, got into judo and jiu-jitsu and martial arts and heavy into bodybuilding. And then, uh, you know, worked out for years. And then 21, 22, I was... You know, 235 pounds working in nightclubs, the head doorman of places. Wow, see. <laughs> and then 20, at 25, I had an accident and was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. 
so when you were 12 and, and the bullying, et cetera, and, and we don't talk nearly enough, I don't think, as, as, as much as we do talk about, you know, mental health for young people and, and the impact that bullying has, um, I, I, don't, I don't need the details on, on how you committed suicide or tried to commit suicide. I apologize. Um, but obviously not successful. Nope. Thank goodness. Um, who found you? What was the result of that? Who, who did you go to? What was... I was uh, taken bec- uh, because I have a learning disability on top of everything else. Uh, no, I came out when I was talking to a psychologist at uh, Chio as a kid. Like, I uh, I guess wasn't too brilliant as thinking that an actual uh, closet, closet... So your parents were obviously very involved in trying to get you help and processes. So They didn't know. Okay, but was the psychologist then part of that process? Oh, they didn't know at all? No. So how did you end up in front of a psychologist? Because I was being tested for uh, learning disability. Like I had in grade six, I had a grade three English level, but okay. a college level math. Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. And it was through those conversations, did you reveal to the psychologist that yeah. you had, had these? Okay. That I uh, tried to hang myself with in my closet. <laughs> and what did, What was their reaction? What did they do? Was they pulled there... in my parents and like, what the hell? Like, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I love my mom to pieces, but she was a victim of a uh, 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 alcoholic family. Yeah. And always in a uh, constant t- state of chaos. So it's just, you know, it's my, her favorite words were, uh, suck it up, uh, get over it. Uh, and it was a lot of, they call it uh, CP- P- CPTSD. What is CPS? <laughs> that is hard to say. <laughs> CPSD. I got you. C, uh, so what does the C stand for? Uh, I forget. Okay. But, but that, that's what it was called. We'll look it up. That's yeah. fine. Like, uh, you know, uh, it's just sort of like, you know, unfortunately, my mom went through a lot of trauma and, you know, uh, I went through a lot of trauma as a kid. Right. Basically, I used to make myself vomit just so I could stay home every day. Gosh. So this is a long history, but would you say then that the bus accident or the bus incident or whatever you want to term it, um, did that bring on a whole other level of mental illness? Definitely. Uh, It just basically opened up that entire past that I'd buried and put away. And it just, it's a lot of, uh, you know, negative self-talk that just swims around your head from... You basically learn a childhood. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Because, you know, in my depression, you know, listen, I, I'm a successful broadcaster. I'm on in two countries. I'm on, you know, the voice of well over 40 radio stations. When you run down my resume, and I'm sure when we run down your resume, success, 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 you know, own, own a house, you know, married, you've got kids, da, 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 everything outwardly to the world says, look at me, I'm doing well. But here we are, two grown men, and, and, and we self-sabotage these conversations in our head, and we can't shut that off. What, not, not at all. What, what, what's the best tool in your toolbox for when those moments happen? What's your go-to? What seems to work the best? I, even though it hurts like hell, I get my ass out of bed every day for the kids. Uh, I enjoy going for walks. And then uh, I'm trying to start with uh, mantras in the morning. Oh, wow. So basically, you know, uh, you are a great father. You do the best you can. 
you are a money-making machine, uh, you know, uh, your family loves you, uh, you are worth it, you deserve all the good things that come to you. And it's just, it's hard to instill that every day. It's, yeah, and it's, it's, it's hard as well to reprogram yourself and dedicate yourself to doing that. And the first person that I really came to find out was big on that was Leanne Lang. Uh, you may know her from CTV Morning Live, etc. A, a phenomenal athlete, just a phenomenal human. And I got to do some uh, podcast work with her. I miss Leanne a lot because um, every single podcast that I was part of, I would pick up a little nugget here and there. Her whole podcast centered around health, not specifically mental health, although that was part of it, uh, but physical health. But regardless of who she was talking to, there'd be a little nugget there of just you know information. And one of the conversations I remember her having was her saying that part of her success and part of what keeps her going is she does morning mantras. Her feet do not touch the floor until she's had a conversation with herself, reminding her of all the amazing things that she is capable of doing and is doing. So do you write it down like the night before, this is the one I'm going to wake up saying, or do you just have to let it come to your mind and... I used it. Uh, it's something I have to physically force myself to do. Okay. Uh, I used to always first thing I do get up, look at Facebook, look at Instagram, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's toxic. It really is, and isn't it? It depresses the shit out of me. Yeah. Every, like, and, and I'm guilt. I'm guilty as hell of that. That's my first thing in the morning. And you're right. It zaps the energy right out of you right from the get go. And you look at, you know, what's when someone's taking your picture, what do they say for you to do? What, what's the automatic smile? Thing? Smile. You know, it's everyone's wearing a mask. It's just they're showing you, you know, look how happy we are. And it's just sort of like, you know, it should be like, you know, let's just say if, if you're up to it, smile. If not, it's OK. Because <sighs> I do photography as well, right? And I'm just going back <laughs> in my mind now going. You know, and even as someone who deals with depression and anxiety on his own, I never really considered that. So you've just gifted me that, that I, you know, I really have to take that into consideration. I think if I'm being honest, you know, sometimes you're with a client, you know, when you're the photographer and you sort of recognize, no, this person's not playing ball here. There's something else going on. Okay, so I need to work the conversation somewhat differently. You know, we both got a job to do. You, you need your headshot done for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Weddings can be the worst because, yes. you know, you'll end up with somebody in the family who's just going through a really bad time. And, you know, there's the happy couple getting married, celebrating a big moment in her life. And you've got, you know, aunt, whoever, or uncle, you know, whomever, just... You're, you're, you're killing the mood, which, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, it should be a happy moment, but sometimes we just can't be. No, it's just I've, I've completely gotten tired of wearing the mask. So I basically, uh, after that uh, served the lawsuit, I basically uh, went inside and got tired of going outside. And then it's like, oh, here's COVID. And it's just convenient, sort of like, right? Convenient. It's just like, you know, it's just now your friends that you used to have, you can't see them. They can't come in your house because they're going to kill you. <laughs> How did you handle that isolation? I drank heavily and did a lot of drugs. Jeez. It was horrible. Like, I would go through a, a big bottle of whiskey every week. So you and I will email each other or text each other once a week. Just, you know, the show's ready, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, <laughs> there's some technical glitch on my end. These things never come up in conversations. And look, I, you know, you have forever been saying, you know, let's let's get together and grab a lunch. And, you know, I don't like the term, 
you know, too busy, but things get in the way, and I just I haven't had a moment to really sit and have a conversation with you until now. So I'm I'm learning a lot, and I'm grateful for that, and um, and I need to be you know doing better by you because I, I I just I, I feel. I mean, you're contributing to what we do. You're taking time out to come to the BTRV. And, you know, you're articulating, if I'm hearing you right, that, you know, sometimes you just you just need someone around who's just going to have a conversation with you and just listen and who gets it and isn't going to judge it. And um, you have my word. I'm going to be better at that going forward. <laughs> it's all good. It's no, not, it's... though, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. Like, I had never had any actual interest in becoming a DJ or a producer or, you know, becoming uh, big into electronic music. Yeah, this became a distraction for you, didn't it? Like a happy accident. Yeah, I was... Uh, uh, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I not use that word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fortuitously, you found something to immerse yourself in um, that you really fell in love with, and that was DJing. Yeah, I watched this beautiful uh, Ukrainian model who said, you know, I'm tired of modeling, and they taught her how to DJ, and she's like, screw it, I'm becoming a DJ, and I'm going to travel the world DJing. And I was just like, and the music was unbelievable. I was like, holy crap. And you're so good at it. Are you self-taught? I was self-taught. I basically sat down with my uh, Newmark Mixtrack Pro, which is the most basic mixer, and then uh, just started mixing with uh, levels, and then... Uh, just kept working at it, working at it, and then I jumped in and bought a uh, Denon uh, standalone big unit, and then uh, got better and better, and then learned about keys and uh, proper mixing, and then uh, linked up with Steve Finney at uh, a couple shows, and he, I had him over to mix with me, and I'm like, and he started mixing using strictly uh, uh, the uh, uh, different filters. How did two DJs? mixed together like do, do you set up a song and then he comes in and, and, and mixes a song into it and then hands off to you is it like a, a tandem kind of thing how does that work well actually we did our, our Sunday show last night so we did a three hour set and basically I started off with three songs and then he takes over does three songs cool and we each have our own little USB sticks and I got this uh, massive pioneer club level machine now and it, we each have our own songs and we just go into our little folders and pull them out Alan by the way listener is so committed to this he you know you, you had some stuff going on in your basement you know rodents and things like that and you said you know what to hell with it while I'm here ripping out the drywall I'm going to turn this into my little happy place for when I'm DJing and you I mean you just you put everything in there that you need and that you want and that you covet and it looks absolutely fantastic you must have a great time it must be such an escape it is. I'm. Uh, it's. It's every Wednesday. I try to uh, get a friend over to spin with me, but uh, you know, it's just. I've got a sit and stand desk. I put it in front of the TV. I do trippy visuals, and I just spin. And it's just. It's my happy place. It's. Uh, it gives me purpose, and I found by having a radio show every week, it, as shitty as I feel, it forces me to get off my ass and mix. Amazing, really. Ah, well, you've got two radio shows every week on BTR. Yes. You've got the Friday, and you've got the Sunday. Oh, I didn't know. That makes me so happy to hear that. That's amazing. Well, it's just I've been off work, and I've been on WSIB. I just started uh, a new uh, a DBT, which is a behavior uh, therapy program, and it's just sort of like, it's amazing. I'm going to these group meetings, and there's absolutely no men. Interesting. I find that men are expected to be strong. Still. Still. That ain't right. No. 
because every human, regardless of gender, often takes on an incredible amount of very heavy things. We can't be expected to just compartmentalize these things and 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 function normally. It's exhausting. It's it drives us to want to leave this world and harm ourselves and and it's just I'm glad you're speaking. I'm glad you're on this podcast and you're willing to say things like that and 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 say to the world, you know, like here's a tall, good-looking guy sitting in front of me. I'd, I'd kill to look like you look like, man. You know, with a beautiful wife. I've met your wife. She's she's wonderful. She loves you. You can see that. Just the two of you together are just a, a dynamite couple. Um, I don't believe I've met your kids, but I know how, how passionate you are about that. And, you know, that you're willing to sit here and have this conversation and say, yeah, you know what? Sometimes we as men go through absolutely horrible things. Um, wh- where does that incident stand now? Is it finally behind us? Is, is it still in court? Wh- where is it? Uh, after the lawyers completely destroyed me and saying it was my fault and uh, <laughs> said I could have swerved or done some sort of magical thing of moving yeah, that's it. That's their job, isn't that's it? Just a, it completely you know, was like a, it was in 2021 and it was like sandpaper on my soul. Sure. And, uh, you know, it. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, thank god because it was pretty brutal like i feel bad for the people but you know it should be the driver's insurance covering all the damages but uh you know there i still every day getting up is a battle i still get depressed i have good days bad days i have uh social anxiety i've got like i'm over controlling over analyzing everything and you know a couple uh, several times a week i still get uh you know uh they call it uh What's this? What's it called? Idealization of suicide. Right. Where you think about it, and you're like, you know, it'd just be easier not to be around, and you know, it's just, it's, it's a battle. Do you catch yourself when you're having that conversation now? I, I just, you know, I'm have committed to you. Kids are too important, and I've just found that you know my kids are too important in my life to, then that's why I I haven't, and I still, you know. I battle to get out of bed, uh, get on a treadmill because, you know, I've got arthritis everywhere in my body and it's just sort of like, you know, I push myself to make dinner every night and spend time with the kids and just... See, I get it, you know, I, I get it. I never imagined in a million years because I, I was I was a kid who grew up, I'm going to be on the radio and guess what? I did everything I said I was going to do. I have absolutely no reason to not get out of bed in the morning, but then depression hit me and I just... I just couldn't get out of bed. I just couldn't go for a walk. Sounds easy. It is easy when I'm in a good place. But the strength that it takes when mentally your wiring is misconfigured just to do something, get up and go to the bathroom. I mean, I had to start there celebrating the fact that I went wee wee. I mean, it's like, you know, back being potty trained again. But I was well into my 40s. It didn't make any sense. But, you know, you do. You got to. You you gotta celebrate these little things and god man um i mean would you ever go back to that job could you go back to that job well that's the point that's what's uh fearful like i'm turning 46 i'm on wsib i've got a year and a half to figure out what the hell i'm gonna do with the rest of my life and i'm like you know i with my disability i get four to six hours of sleep at night that's all i can handle on my shoulders 
so it's just I'm terrified because I have no idea what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to figure that out myself or whatever that's worth. And I'm a little older than you. Not much, but a little older than you. Um, what a story. And I'm sure we've only, you know, got to the tip of the iceberg. There's always a lot more underneath the water that you don't get a chance to see and whatever else. But, um, you know, I, I, I always like to end with, you know, this question. And that is, you know, today, in this moment, what's what's keeping you hopeful about life? What are you optimistic about? Uh. I've found that the true purpose of happiness is helping others. It's not about possessions or, you know, the shiny new car. If your neighbor gets a shiny new car, be excited for him. Right. But, you know, if he doesn't know how to change his tires or anything, give him a hand. I love that. It's one of my favorite lessons that I've learned in my own personal journey. And it's a great business coach of mine, good friend of mine. Uh, thank you, JJ, said to me years ago. He says, you know, even when you are in your worst moment, if you if you offer help to someone, you know, and, and lift them up, you'll fly right beside them. And it's so true. It is so true. No matter how bad things are, that you're still able to recognize that, you know, hey, man, I'm a, you know, I'm in a bad spot here, but I'm going to help the neighbor change his tires. I'm going to do a thing. You know, you made time to come to the RV today to just say hi to me and, and have this conversation. This makes my spirit soar, and I can't thank you enough, man. And I, I just, I, I, I hope, I hope you're, you know, talking to the right people and that you're getting the help that you need and that, you know, we can get you back to a place where, you know, life's good for you, man. And you get to enjoy that beautiful family of yours, you know, full on without, you know, ever... A, a bump in the road, as we say in this podcast, man. Th and thank you for the music, and because you're bringing joy to a lot of people. You really are. Every single Friday and every single Sunday on BlastTheRadio.com. He's Alan, and uh, we know him as the Alchemist. Let's talk can, just before we go. What, what the Alchemist? Where did that come from? Al, obviously, Alan. Yeah, it's actually uh, Julie came up with that. Uh, she's like that's your wife, the, the wife, and yep. she liked the triangle, and it's the symbol of alchemy. Okay, and it's like it's the Alchemist because I'm mixing beats. Like a little chemist down in his basement mixing them together. That's fantastic. Um, where can people connect with you if they want to hear more of your music, etc.? I actually have a website, uh, thealchemistmelodic.ca. Appreciate your time. And Thank you've got some silly blogs and uh, a link to my SoundCloud, YouTube, and all the, all the rest. I'm all about the silly blogs. Thank you for making time for me today. You've done better than I did for you, and I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. Bumps in the road, the podcast. Please. Share this with a friend. And if you'd like to have a conversation, um, check BlastTheRadio.com. Our events listing always tells you where the RV is. And the door is always open unless we're having a conversation about your mental health.